I just the codependence of it all I just the girls told me I'm shedding my skin and that's the reason I don't recognize myself spirit got there before my feet I'm holding my breath I got my arms around me just a little death, mm -hmm. it kind of hurt like I, it's just a little death, yeah, there'll be a million more before I'm through, I died a little death, yeah, it kind of hurt like I, and if I'm lucky, yeah, there'll be a million more before I'm through, it's just a little death, mm -hmm. it kind of hurt like I. It's just a little death, yeah There'll be a million more before I'm through I died a little death, yeah It kinda hurt like I I'm moving forward, yeah There'll be a million more before I'm through The girls told me I'm shedding my skin And that's the reason I don't recognize myself Spirit got there for my feet. Just a little death. Yeah, yeah, There'll be a million more before I'm through. It's just a little death. Just, just a little death. Just a little death. Just, just a little death. Just a little death. Just, just a little death. La la la. Just a little death, just There'll be a million more before I'm through There'll be a million more before I'm through, yeah, yeah There'll be a million more before I'm through, yeah Yeah, 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 yeah There'll be a million more before I'm through And you know, you know There'll be a million more before I'm through Hello, everyone, and welcome to Little Deaths. I'm Kim Allen. <laughs> I may have a little bit of morning, morning voice on right now, and I'm sorry if I do, but I just woke up <laughs> about 15 minutes ago. Um, for those of you who follow this podcast and know when it's supposed to come out and text me when it's not there, first of all, I appreciate you. Second of all, you're absolutely right. It was meant to drop yesterday. That did not happen. Um, I got an unexpected audition in the morning yesterday that took me clear across town and kind of reworked my schedule. Didn't get home until late. And when I got home, I was like, you know what? I'm supposed to record my podcast, but what I really want to do is make sweet potato almond butter chocolate bars and I want to watch The Good Place while those bake and then I want to take them out of the oven I want to eat them hot while I continue watching The Good Place and so that's what I did and I made this plan to wake up and 
record in the morning before my hike. And so, so here I am. You may have noticed a little song at the beginning of this episode. You may have noticed. Um, that is the Little Death theme song. That is the full theme song that I wrote and recorded with my good friend Roxana Habibi on guitar and bass and background vocals and my other lovely friend Kyle Anthony on background vocals. And as I mentioned maybe on the podcast before, the two of them performed with me at On Air Fest um, and back in November. I came back from Oaxaca and we did a show. We sang that song. And I did a live retelling of the first episode of the podcast. And it went really great. I'm hoping that won't be the last time we get to do something like that together. I won't have the full song on the podcast. Um, Shout out to my friend NK, who is helping me learn little by little how to edit audio. But I will cut that song down and just have a little portion of it on the podcast. But I wanted to play the whole thing for you guys, for those of you who haven't heard it yet. Okay, let's jump in. This piece I'm going to read today, this is a piece that I actually wrote back in 2020. And I reread it this week and I it felt, I reread it and kind of reworked it this week. And it felt, it was interesting to read. I don't know if you guys have this experience where you're working on certain things in your life and you're trying to grow certain areas and maybe you think you've evolved past certain things or maybe you think you've, or, or you know that you've grown in certain ways and then you kind of go back and read something that you wrote in your journal maybe and you get reminded of like a window into a part of who you are or who you were and you're like, oh yeah, that's a part of me that exists. Another Another experience I've been having recently too is just being in certain social settings, you know, I'm back in LA now. I'm out of my little safety bubble in Oaxaca. I'm back in LA and getting into cer- certain social settings where who I am to some degree is being called into question. Or it's like, am I, have I evolved past certain behaviors? Or why am I leaning into, that part of me in this social dynamic. I thought that that part of me wasn't really part of me anymore. Or why am I kind of in a people-pleasy spiral right now? Like, I don't really want to be saying this or participating in this, but these words are coming out of my mouth for some reason. And I, and I just think maybe I'm just trying to keep things not awkward by being like, I don't agree with that. Or walking away and so I'm just sort of feeding into it and then kind of having a mini hangover from that because I'm like I thought I wasn't that person anymore I thought I've evolved past that I had a few moments like that this week and I just it just reminded me that you know as I've said on this podcast before that healing's not linear and it doesn't look like a line it looks like sometimes a spiral or a zigzag and it doesn't mean that you're not healing and it doesn't mean that you're not evolving it's just a part of the process and the awareness is is really important 
So this piece doesn't directly speak to that, but it it did bring up some of those feelings. And so I thought I would I thought I would share it. Here we go. It's 2020, and most of the time, I'm pretty freaked out. I fear the passage of time. It's a huge lake monster-sized fear. Will I regret how much TV I watched? How many years will it take me to kick this self-diagnosed chronic dissatisfaction I have? I wake up and suddenly I'm very aware of the quickened beat of my heart. It's echoes reverberating through my body as I try to decipher the nonsensical picture show that just played on the inside of my eyelids for the past eight hours. It's a little unsettling. I look in the mirror almost immediately. I scrutinize every crease, every speck. There's no way that line was there last year. Was I pretty then? Surely there was a time when I was prettier than now. More self-assured than right now. Surely that version of me existed in one of these selfies in my camera roll that goes back to 2014. I've really got to do something about my, about my camera roll. My phone has, has not backed up since 2019. I sit on my bed in front of the full-length mirror I spent $1,500 on. It's supposed to be my self-love mirror, my self-love investment, but it hasn't paid dividends yet. A beautiful staple that I can stand in front of every day and behold me. And so I behold I squeeze the rolls around my middle. I bend from one side to the other, grabbing little fat pockets that appear in the crease of my waist. I let my knees knock gently. I sit back on the foot of my bed and wonder if I'll ever be able to love myself enough. And I'm scared. So I put on Rihanna and I start grinding. I used to love watching Gilmore Girls. If you've seen it, you know they speak in the ridiculously quick cadence, littered with more pop culture references and witty asides than could realistically come out of a real person's mouth. Their ultrasonic tongues are justified by their borderline problematic coffee addictions. So they're pretty much just cracked out all the time. My mom didn't know what the show was called, but she could always recognize that cadence, and she'd say, you must be watching that show again. (laughs) In 2016, they released this four-part follow-up to the series. The whole gang was back, you know, 10 years later, and I was elated until I saw it. I remember hating it. I was so confused at Rory's character. Rory, the Yale grad, Miss Perfect with the whole world at her feet, now 10 years later at 32 was just flailing? Having sudden career changes and random one-night stands? No permanent address? (laughs) How was that realistic at all? I was pissed and wrote it off completely. 
I don't know what made me watch it again at 32. But damn. I am her. There's this net I always thought would kick in. A fail-safe in case the machinery keeping my life in motion broke down suddenly. It would be the safety of a stable relationship. The big job. The big, big money that would soften the sharp edges of adulting that came in the form of bills making their way to my front door. Even though I could have sworn I checked the box for paperless. Surrendering to the fact that nothing, absolutely nothing, feels like you thought it would feel. How do you find a way to be okay with the journey you're on and trust that it'll lead somewhere safe, right? Maybe even fun. When do you allow yourself to start celebrating? That's what this journey is for me. It's the unpaved, perilous path towards surrender. I've spent so many years raging out of control. And don't get it twisted. The rage still comes out from time to time, okay? Just ask anyone at AT&T customer service. Seriously, ask literally any one of them at any branch worldwide. The fear in my body threatened to swallow me whole, and rather than face it, I packed it away, folded it over, took a dump on it. Why did I write that? <laughs> I finally had to give, it, give up this need to be safe. I mean, I never really made the safe choice anyway. I'm, I'm not sure how I thought that every twist and turn I took would lead me back to conventional. Conventional isn't safe either, really. The truth is, I'm really scared to get old. I'm scared to be alone, and yet I crave it at the very same time. I'm scared I'm, going to see, I'm not going to see enough of the world that I won't be big enough in it. I'm afraid I'll never feel as deeply as I did when I was in love. I'm afraid to tell the truth about who I am, but I'm so sick and tired of compartmentalizing. What I'm saying is none of this makes any sense to me. The only thing I know how to do is follow the joy. So here's what it looks like when I'm following my joy. When do I feel most myself? When I'm at a feria de ropa rusada, used clothes market, a marketplace filled, filled with used clothes, balancing on one bare foot while I slip the other into a cotton dress that randomly fits as if it were made for me. It's a no-brainer purchase, and I pass the Senora Cien Pesos, about five bucks, and I add the cotton dress to my collection of eclectic finds. I bring her home, the dress, and she becomes new again. I become part of her journey for a time, bringing her to life on my shape in a way she's never been styled before, 
and her lightly worn cotton cools me as I ride my bike over the cobblestone streets. The tropical air holding us close. When do I feel most alive? When I'm answering a ping. That feeling you get that nudges you to start a conversation with a stranger for no apparent reason. Well, that's what my pings look like most of the time anyway. Feelings that half the time I ignore. My fear pops up and I stubbornly tether myself back to reality and refuse to live in the possibility. But today, I've decided to be alive. I ride past a beautiful black woman in front of an elote stand in the marketplace. This is all happening in Tulum, by the way. She's standing with a strikingly tall, Nordic-looking, bearded man. And a ping goes off in my mind. I brushed the feeling away initially and carried on through the streetlight. The sun was just starting to set, and I had a bag of hot churros con chocolate in my backpack waiting for me, and I planned to eat them in bed. But the ping, damn it, the ping, the possibility... I went for it. I turned my bike around and wheeled up to her. She spun towards me with a huge smile on her face as if she knew I was coming. The next night, the three of us were sitting around a table at a little Italian place with, whose bucatini carbonara made my eyes roll back. We soaked each other in over Pasta con mejillones, mussels, healthy scoops of burrata, and of course, my bucatini. We talked about everything, Anders, Amina, and I. About purpose, about their children, Eckhart Tolle, our egos, how we want to show up in the world, universal healthcare, immigration, you name it. She was a Syrian-Egyptian refugee living in going to school in Michigan. He was a Swede who chewed tobacco and worked in security with the thickest beard I think I had ever seen in my life. He let me touch it. <laughs> the two met online, but he couldn't come to meet her in the U.S. because of the pandemic. So they decided to meet for the first time in Tulum. I swoon. After we parted ways, they both wrote me the most sincere notes. You have your house in Sweden and in Michigan, they said. We are inspired by the way you are you. Keep following your pings. Damn, I will keep following my pings. See, I'm a romantic, really. Love is and has always been the single greatest force driving me. I give it so effortlessly to my friends, to strangers. I look at them in their eyes and allow myself to push past the boundaries of what's comfortable or socially acceptable. I drink them in and I allow the truth of who they are to move me to tears. I've walked to the edge and seen the boundless nature of my love. And I see it move inside the people I hold closest to me. 
I see it take the form of passion and mold the projects that I've channeled into. And for brief moments, I felt it for myself. So in 2020, it was just for brief moments that I felt it for myself. If I were writing this piece now, I wouldn't be able to say that. Those moments are not brief anymore. They're elongated. They're stretched out. They're given time and space to grow. They're watered. Of course, there are still those times when I'm standing in the mirror and I'm being very critical and I'm wondering how I'll ever become the person I actually want to be, but I am happy to report that those moments, those moments of love for myself, they they don't feel like moments anymore. It feels like who I am with brief moments of forgetting. And that, my friends, is progress. <laughs> On that note, I'm going to leave you. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>